Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, to Kellen Kennedy with you. Special thanks again to Reed Wilkins. He has Inside Sports coming up at 7.05 for coming in and doing our Oiler midterm report cards. You can uh, reach out to Royal Pas- uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. You can get their new two-can-dine special for only $37.95 until February the 29th. Visit royalpizza.ca with a staff for recommendations, the Mediterranean chicken. Uh, Brendan likes the Texan. Reed likes the meat lovers. Royal Pizza, 14 Edmonton and area locations. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, he was uh, part of our trivia answer today. Uh, name the former Oilers that are the respective head coaches of the Alberta Golden Bears and the UBC Thunderbirds. And uh, the correct answer, Golden Bears head coach Ian Herbers, UBC head coach Ben Butenshawn. And uh, I, with Oilers Now and Reed with Inside Sports will be live tomorrow night at Claire Drake Arena uh, from 5 until 8. And we've got a couple other special guests that are making their way in from out east to uh, take in tomorrow night's game because Uh, tomorrow and Saturday's game because it might be the best series played all season at Claire Drake Arena. We welcome back to the show uh, former Edmonton Oilers player and assistant coach. Uh, He's won two national championships at the University of Alberta. He has played in the last two national championships, uh, lost a heartbreaker a year ago in overtime against UQTR in a game in which they outshot those Patriots 70-40 to then Probably would admit last year he got beat by maybe a little bit better team, UNB, 3-0. We welcome back to the show, Ian Herbers. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? Good, Bob. Thank you. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment on my part on the last two years at Nationals? Probably should have had the one against UQTR. You had a deeper, better team that year. Last year, third game in three days, and UNB was pretty deep. That was a tough matchup for you, even if you were healthy uh, and you know rested the same way. Or do you think maybe you got robbed of, of a chance to see how good you could have done against UNB if you guys had both uh, had the same schedule? Thanks for the reminder, Bob. Uh, I'm, there for, I'm there for you, and you know that. No, no. Uh, yeah, it was a heartbreak against Trois Riviere. Uh, we played very well. We just had a lapse there for 10 minutes or a little bit less, probably, to l- let it slide in the third period to send it into overtime. But I thought the way our guys responded in overtime was fantastic. And they played to win. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get the win. And against UNB, we were shorthanded uh, staff wise, player wise. A um, couple guys injured the first five minutes of the very first game and then playing three games in, in less than three days against tough competition made it difficult on us, uh, but I thought our guys played very well, competed hard, and uh, had a great showing and elevated their game and, and did what they had to, and unfortunately we just ran out a little steam. But as you said, UNB had a, a very deep team, and they were fully loaded, and their lineup was healthy, and uh, they played well. They have not lost this year. I don't know how good their conference is. This year in the Canada West, there's it looks like there's five pretty good teams. This might, is this. I mean, you coach the team from 2012 to 2015. Then you're with the Oilers for three years. Uh, you've been back at the U of A since the start of the 18-19 season. You guys, season 19-20 got canceled because of the pandemic. Uh, no season in 2021. Um, is this the most competitive the Canada West Conference Ian has been since you've been the head coach of the U of A? I've uh, been head coach, and even the four years that I played, uh, 
know, they, you know, there's always been two or three teams that are battling for that top spot, and then a kind of a middle pack, and then a bottom pack. Uh, this is the first time I've seen in all the years where there's five teams that have been battling for that number one spot, and uh, teams split in weekends. Some teams is getting swept by it, uh, one of the top five teams, and then coming out the next weekend and and sweeping another team. So it's very competitive. It's good for the league, and like you said, UNB's gone 24 and 0 or whatever they are right now. Maybe not getting the challenges, the adversity. Uh, the top two teams that are going to be coming out of our, our conference going to nationals this year will be uh, very battle-tested and ready to go for our national finals. Uh, is there any appetite of any of the Canada West schools to bid on the national championships again? Because it's uh, what, uh, Lethbridge had the tournament in eighteen nineteen. You guys ended up in the final against UNB, and Luke Philp, who was the player of the year that year, broke his ankle eight minutes in that game, and... Uh, uh, Zach Sawchenko, who's in the Canucks organization right now, had a cup of coffee in the NHL San Jose. He maybe had his toughest start. Uh, but that was the was that the last time the tournament was in the West? Was it back in 2019? Yeah, and then before that was my first two years with back with the Bears coaching in both those years at the U of S in, in Saskatoon. Uh, and then that, I don't know, the last time probably in Edmonton would be the oh, last five oh, time. Yeah, 0506 in Edmonton, yeah. Yeah, so it has been a while. So we're always talking about teams in our, especially in our co- coaches conference. It'd be nice to get into Calgary or UBC or uh, back in Saskatchewan. I think he's, uh, Saskatchewan's hosting the women's finals this year. Uh, they got a nice new building there. They have facilities that could handle it with the twin rinks. Uh, so hopefully it does come back out here west one of these days. Well, uh, I had not been to UBC's arena. Uh, Ian, um, how long have they played in that? Uh, competition facility because I used I mean I had not been in uh, UBC's arena since the 2007-08 season they were still playing at Father David Bauer arena back then They got, how have they been in that new rink since you uh, have been coaching the Bears? Yeah, they go back and forth, though, depending on availability. Sometimes there's a conflict. Okay. Uh, so we have played in the older one, and it <laughs> it brought back a lot of memories from when we used to play there in 80, 88 to 92 and that. So You guys uh, never lost there, did you? Uh, I don't remember, but uh, it was always a good road trip. It was a well, yeah, it's yeah, because you weren't allowed to go out on Saturday night unless you swept them. Wasn't that the deal back in the day? That's it. There you go. Oh. Tell, tell, telling tales out of school. Anyways, to me, um, and I guess maybe the difference maker. You know what? Like Alberta was pretty dominant. Saskatchewan was fairly competitive. Calgary was sort of the next year down. UBC was a non-factor before. Now you have Mount Royal. But UBC's the team of twenty to a twenty and four record. I know you got a lot of respect for the work that Sven Bootenshaw has done with UBC. No, exactly. They, he's done very well with that program. Every year, for the last three, four years, they've gotten better. Uh, gone to national a couple times. Uh, got that little bit of experience, but they've, they haven't had a big, big loss in players. So they lose one or two, bring in one or two fresh guys. So they've got a experienced team that has a ton of skill. They have four lines that can play. They're deep talent-wise. Uh, their back end's very mobile and skilled. And the one weakness that I thought from last year was their goaltending maybe wasn't as strong as it had been in the past, but they're playing very well right now, too. Uh, so they just keep getting better and better, and they've had a strong season and are playing very well right now. you got to take me out for more uh, recruiting lunches, eh? We're one for one with this, this year with the guy that we went and saw. Yeah, exactly. 
So let's talk about the additions of uh, Aiden de la uh, Gangardier, I believe that's how it's pronounced, and he's coming up a little bit later on in Reed's show tonight, uh, and also Connor McLennan, who I, I mentioned to you, I saw in Irma and talked to him when we were at the uh, Mike Susie event out in Irma. What a great time that was with uh, Daryl Sutter and uh, Jerry Johansson back in early July. Uh, but, I mean, it's not every day you had a point-per-game defenseman of the Western League that was a captain in Saskatoon in terms of Aiden, and then a two-time 40 goals scoring in terms of Connor McLennan. That significantly helped you guys out in terms of getting some offensive productivity here uh, carrying forward. Yeah, exactly. Aiden's been fantastic for us. His passion, his compete, uh, his wanting to go out every shift and be a difference maker has been fantastic for us. Uh, he's a guy that can skate the puck out of our zone, get it out of trouble, uh, control the play, um, control our power play. He's played penalty kill, has been involved in everything, has played very well for us coming in. Uh, Connors come out of the American Hockey League, didn't get to play very much there. Uh, so his first couple games was a little bit, you know, timing-wise and game-shape-wise and everything else just wasn't quite there. But had finished with a very strong game Saturday in Saskatoon and uh, set up our game winner and, and scored our first goal of the game. Uh, and it's played very well and keeps getting better and better. All right, well, that's a good thing for you. I look at your team and what I say, you're pretty deep on defense. You've got... You know, I think seven WHL graduates on the defense. Would you agree that's maybe an area of greater strength right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. We're deep at the back end. Our guys have played well there. Uh, unfortunately, Gustafson's out this weekend with the the hit that he took in Saskatoon. Um, Who got him? Was that Faith? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. A blindside kind of a cheap shot hit. Um, but Belcourt came in, he, who we brought on the road trip and played very well for us in Saturday's game. And he's been a, a surprise for us. He's come in and played well and just steady and uh, kept the game simple and has been good for us. Okay. Uh, there's a, a couple guys that are that have been with the program uh, for three years now, uh, a couple forwards, uh, Josh Brokop's your captain, uh, and the other guy is Eric Florchuk, and they both uh, represented the Golden Bears along with Dylan Plouffe. Ian Herbers is the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. He's a former Edmonton Oiler player and coach. Uh, those guys played against the World Juniors, and uh, my independent sources said that Eric Florchuk was the best player representing uh, the U sports teams at that uh, in the two games. I know he scored two goals in, in, in the, in the second game, the 6-1 victory for the U Sports guys, and he's a former seventh-round pick of the Washington Capitals. Uh, is Florchuk taking a step forward here this year for you in his third year at the U of A? Uh, definitely. Uh, he's always been very gifted offensively. He just didn't really get into those hard areas and battle areas, and now he's one of my most consistent guys in the 200-foot game. Uh, he's playing hard hockey. He's getting body position. Uh, I'm playing in penalty kill and defensive situations, and, and then he's still responsible offensively and creating offense for our team and power play five-on-five. Five. Um, so he stepped his game up. He's starting to figure it out, getting a little bit bigger, stronger, faster, uh, and he's had a very strong season for us. Ian, you left the Milwaukee Admirals as the head coach of the American Hockey League to take the U of A job back in 2012. You played in the American League and in the old IHL. I think you know that level of minor pro pretty well. Could Eric Florchuk play in the American League, in your opinion? And a little bit more strength and power. But yeah. he definitely has the hockey sense, the skills, uh, the skating ability, being able to make plays at speed, uh, understand the game. Um, so he's right there. 
Okay, and then I'm going to ask you about a couple guys. Uh, one guy that's only in his second year of the program, that's uh, uh, Jake and Smallwood, who played uh, with Connor McLennan with the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, he went to Columbus's camp this year. The guy that sort of wanted him to go and brought him along was Mike Babcock. And, of course, uh, Babs wasn't long for the Columbus organization. Uh, Smallwood had a tough start to the season, but he can really skate, can he? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I've been able to play him on left wing, right wing. Uh, he's a right shot. I've even played him at center this year as well. Uh, versatile forward that has a ton of speed. Uh, loves to have the puck in his hands. Guy that can drive pucks into the zone and create some offense for our team. Uh, again, another guy that's playing every situation for us just because of that speed, making it very difficult on opposing teams. All right, and uh, defensively, the guy that I noticed in the first half was Lance Ward's son, Mason Ward. And maybe it's because he's six foot five. Maybe it's because he's a right shot. Maybe because he's physical. Maybe it's because he reminds me a bit, a little bit of you. And I did your games way back in the day uh, with the Golden Bears. You had a little bit of bite and added some offense by your second or third year. He's a freshman this year. He's raw. Uh, I don't know how much opportunity he got to handle a puck and that sort of thing. But he does have five goals for you this season in conference play. Is Mason Ward a project-type defenseman that might be able to play in the AHL? Uh, I believe so. He's a guy, a heavy shot, like you said. Uh, he's let some rip a couple of his goals were just cannons from the back end. Uh, for a big man, he does have a lot of poise with the puck and is able to handle the puck in tight spaces and make the plays. Uh, so it's nice to see that. And I'd have to say he was a better skater than I ever was. Uh, so there's that upside on him as well. So he keeps getting better and keep improving, keep working on that quickness and hockey sense. Uh, he has a very legitimate chance of moving on. All right, you mentioned God. Gustafson's out. How's the relative health of your team heading into a, a huge series this weekend? Uh, I mean, if you win the two games this weekend and take care of business against Trinity, does that not mean that you likely at minimum would host uh, a playoff series? Uh, we need a little help still. So there's, there's Saskatchewan Mount Royal are playing this weekend. Uh, obviously, Calgary has a couple weekends left. Um, so it all depends up in the air. The thing we're just focusing on is looking after what we can control. Yeah. Uh, we need to come out Friday, first shift, play very well, and then just keep building off of that. Um, and look after, worry about these two games first, worry about what we can do. Uh, then go to Trinity Western and do the same thing, and then wherever we finish, uh, you know, go from there. All right. Uh, other than Gustafson, you healthy? Yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, we haven't had a full lineup all year. We set the first game against Trinity Western, the second half we had a full lineup, um, and Adam Hall got dinged up 10 minutes into the first period, and that was uh, so we played about 10 minutes with a with our potential lineup. All right, well, best of luck. Uh, I look forward to seeing you down there tomorrow, and uh, we're going to bring a couple friends, okay? All right, sounds good, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That is uh, Ian Herbers, uh, Golden Bears head coach, former Edmonton Oilers player and coach. He's our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. When we come back, we are going to go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, and Kellen Kenny joining you at 649 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. The province of Alberta was built on... Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, it's 653 at Edmonton. It is time to go to Listian Oilers History for New West Travel. Join an exclusive four-night road trip 
to Dallas to see the Oilers play against the Stars in April? Reach out to newestravel.com. And here's Brennan Escott. 1986, Edmonton's Glenn Anderson scored twice to give him 250 career NHL goals. The Oilers uh, tied the Flames 4-4 to at the Olympic Saddle Dome in Calgary. Unfortunately, that year... Uh... They played late in the season. Just for you know what's in giggles, Brendan, you should go look up the penalty minute totals the last game of the year in Calgary. I think Edmonton lost like 9-2 or 9-3 in that game. They started, uh, they had some nasty on their lines. Like I think maybe they had McClellan centering Semenko and McSorley in the last game of the year, and Gary Suter had like a huge game. And, and everybody's like, well, I'll wait till the playoffs. The Oilers have won the Cup in 84-85. And, of course, ultimately, Steve Smith banked one past Grant Fuhrer by accident. That's how the Flames won the only time they beat Edmonton. The Oilers came back and won three Cups in the next four years. And, in fact, have only ever lost once to Calgary in the playoffs, including two years ago, Edmonton winning in five against the Flames. And the trajectory of the two organizations since has been wild, to say the least. Tomorrow, 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 we will be live at Claire Drake Arena. Guests on the show, Daily Faceoff, Frank Saravelli for Horse Racing, Alberta Racing Returns, May 4th at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, visit thehorses.com. We will also tell you that George LaRock is confirmed for tomorrow's show as, long, as well. Our Oilers throwback feature for Conlon Motorsports. Reed Wilkins is up next after, with Inside Sports. After a global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias. Thanks again to Brendan and Kellen Kennedy. Have a terrific Thursday, everybody.